So, are we ready to review? Sure. So, what book have we been studying out of? Um, we have been studying. So what has the book of Joshua been about so far? Uh, oh, so he was following... Uh, Who's he? Uh, Joshua. Okay. He. Joshua was following Moses as like a mentor because there's a whole bunch of people and they were too... because Moses sent spies and they were too scared to go in the promised land. So then they wandered out in the desert for 40 years and then... Who did? Um, like... A million, two million people in Moses and Joshua. Who are the two million the people? The Israelites. Okay, the Israelites. <laughs> All right. So, and what does the book of Joshua start with then? Moses died. Yep. And he said he's gonna go through the Jordan and. Okay, well, I'm reading instead it. of reading it, <laughs> what is our, our theme, our verse, or our theme verse that we've been using throughout this study that's that we're doing? That's the only thing I could remember. Okay, that's part of it. Oh, oh, oh. Do you remember? Be strong and of good courage. Okay, good. What does that mean? Um, be strong. But it's just be strong. And then have a good courage. What does it mean to be strong, Natalia? Um, what does a strong person do? Okay. Is that the only way to be strong? What's another way to be strong? How about, do you think is Lucy Pevensey strong? Why is she strong? Because she believed that the wardrobe and was true. Okay. What and why was that something? that you would define as strong, her believing in that. Because she didn't give up on it. She knew it was true. Okay. And was it hard to do that? Why was it hard? Because nobody believed her. Okay, because nobody did. So being strong is able um, and ties in with the courage part 
because courage is doing something that frightens you. What's the second part of having courage? We talked about two definitions for it. Yes. Trusting in the Lord? No, it, this, is, this is part of what helps with trusting in the Lord, part of acting it out. This one's a little bit different. It's having strength through pain. Strength in the face of pain. Okay, so that's good to remember. Um, so why do you, why do they, the Israelites, need to be strong and of a good courage? Because they didn't trust God at first, so they need, so they need to learn to trust Him by being strong and having a good courage, so they can be brave enough to go into the promised land with the giants. Okay, yes, because they're going into the promised land. And how <clears throat> do they get the promised land, though? What do they have to do to get it, Natalia? Um, they have to believe in him. Okay. Does somebody just hand them the keys and say, here's the promised land? No. What do they have to do? They have to follow his instructions. Yes. And what are, what's part of those instructions? How are they going to get the cities in the promised land? They just walk in and take them? Are they empty? What about Phoebe? They have, to, um, they have to take down the city walls of Jericho. <laughs> yeah, but are there people there? Yeah. So what do they have to do with the people? Yes. But they, not Rahab. But not Rahab, right? It, why, this is a little side thing, but why do you think God is having them kill them? Because that sounds like a mean thing, right? A bad thing to do, right? Because they don't deserve it. Cause no, cause you, don't you don't deserve it. The Israelites don't deserve the promised land. They don't believe in God? It's closer. They believe in other gods. Closer. Because they have continued and refused to listen to anything about God. Oh, yeah, that one. And God said that their iniquity is full. That is essentially if you had a cup. Okay. And this is, there's a line, well, we'll just the say the top. Kiss. Yeah, at the top, this is where God says, enough, okay? And then you keep putting sin in there, and it keeps filling up and filling up, and he keeps giving you second chances, but eventually says, nope, that's it, and you're done. No more chances. So that's what he said with the Canaanites that he kept giving them chances and chances and chances. And eventually, as a whole people, he says, that's it. You are, you are so sinful that I need to get rid of you.
And he's going to give the promised land to the Israelites instead. Okay. Um, so how are then do they get it? What do they have to do? More generally, how do you conquer any... Destroy? <laughs> how about a battle, right? Oh, yeah. You have to have a battle with the enemy, okay? Now, this is an important principle to remember with God, is that um, them going to the promised land is God's will, right? Do you know what that means, God's will? What God wants? Yeah, and what is going to happen, too, right? Because God, whatever he says is going to happen. Um, now, if, does that mean that it's like a genie and it's just going to happen no matter what? Yeah, like a genie, you know? Yeah. Do you think God is just like a genie where you just, whatever his will, it just happens? Just poof, done. If he wants it to, but if he doesn't want it to, then no. Because he can choose what happens. He can. Well, he has to do something to earn it. What did you say? Say that again. He has to do something to earn it. Who does? The Israelites. Have to earn their land. Um, I wouldn't say that they have to earn it, but they have to choose to be a part of God's will. That you can't just sit there on the sidelines and expect God's promises to be fulfilled without you doing anything. Because Abraham, a long time ago, remember him? Yeah. Abraham, he made, it wasn't just that God made a promise with him. God made a covenant with him, which is an agreement. So part of that is that Abraham has things that he was supposed to do, and that was an agreement that was handed down to the Israelites and even handed down to, to each of us. If you want to have God's promises, you have to take an active role in it. You have to choose to be a part of it. And that's what the Israelites have to do with the promised land. They're not just going... God's just not going to give them a key. a key, okay? That doesn't happen, okay? He says, if you want that, you have to go in there and take it. I'm going to help you. I'm going to guide you through that, but you have to take an action. You guys remember Pilgrim's Progress? Yes. Okay. What does he do throughout the entire story? He goes through trials and temptations. He does. More simply, what is he doing the whole time? Going to the promised land. Which requires? Courage. <laughs> yes, but what do you have to do? An action. What action does he have to do the entire time? It's very simple. You'll be like, duh. Rest in the Lord. He does have to do that. Walk? He has to walk, oh. right? He has to, it requires him to say, I'm going to choose to take another step and another step and another step, even when I don't want. He walks a path. He does not ride a roller coaster. Okay, it's not just he's along for the ride. He takes an action in it. 
Okay, so what do they do first when they are on the border of the Jordan River? Nope, before they enter the promised land, what's the first thing they do? Before they enter the promised land? Mm hmm. Has to do with Rahab. They stick straight out her window. Who? <laughs> Rahab's window. The, Who the guys that she saved, the spies. The spies, right? They send in two spies to go check things out, alright? And they find somebody else who has courage and faith in God, which is Rahab, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so then what do they do? What you talked about last week. They cross the Jordan. Yes, they cross the Jordan River. And then who does Joshua meet? Rahab? Nope. God? Oh, the, the Jesus. The guy, because he's like... And what's he's like his, his title when he meets him? His own leader? No. He's... I think you probably talked about this, but he is... He is prepared for... The, Jesus is prepared to do something. He has a title. You can go to... chap. Huh? Preparation? <laughs> No, chapter 5. Is it like a specific verse? Yes, verse 15. Captain? Of? The Lord's host? Okay, so what does that tell you? The Lord is in him. No, if Jesus, this is, that's Jesus, the, the captain of the Lord's host. If he is has that title right then at that moment, what is he ready to do? Um, do you know what a host is in yeah. the Bible? No. The, I know a host is like uh, you're thinking. Yes, like a host, like a hostess, yeah. right? No, a host is a whole group of people. It's an army. So if Jesus at that moment has the title of Captain of the Lord's Host. Oh, Captain of the Lord's Army. Like right. That, so of? how does a captain of an army dress? What do you wear when you go to battle? Armor. You have a, right, you're ready for battle. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> that, why would that matter to Joshua? was supposedly the captain and so now he's like well he's gonna lead us because he's right well captain. jesus always was going to lead them yeah but why would would that would you think would that make you if you are joshua feel better or worse about attacking jericho better right because he's going to be there along with you and he's ready to do ba the battle for you okay so now all the pieces are in place everyone is on edge the canaanites right now are terrified did you talk about that last week do you remember it's okay if you didn't so why do you think they're terrified How would they know that? Because God told them. 
Nope. They saw stuff. What did they see? Oh, they, okay, yeah. They're terrified because they saw them cross the river and they saw them just sit there and like it's millions and millions of people. Just How did they the cross river. the river though? By it just flooding to one side and like building up. Right. Does that ever happen? No, right? So they already recognize that God has, their God has a real power. So God then is going to now, now that he's prepared everything, that the enemy is terrified, that's a big part of the battle, and that all of the Israelites are ready, Joshua is going, or God is going to give Joshua the plan. And we're going to be in chapter 6 to start tonight. And let's read verses 1 through 5. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thy hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of the And ye shall compass the city all ye men of war, and go around about the city once. Thus shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make along the blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Okay, jump down to verse 17 and read until 19 now. And the city shall be... Accursed. Accursed, even it and... All that are therein to the Lord only, Rahab the Halart shall live, she and all that are with her in her house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And, and you in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make, yourself, make yourselves accursed. When ye take the accursed thing, and make the camp of Israel a curse, and trouble it. But all silver and gold, and vessels of brass and iron are cons consecrated yep. until unto the Lord they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Okay, so what are their instructions to do? Or the highlights? Um, to go around the city once once each day for six days. Okay. And then on the seventh day, when they go around, they're going to blow the ram's horn and the trumpet, and the walls of Jericho are going to fall, except for Rahab's house. And then they're only going to keep the gold, nothing else. Not just the gold. Oh, and well, like, and the silver and the bronze. Okay, so they go around the city how many times, or how many days do they go? Seven days. How many times on 
the seventh day? Seven. Seven, seven times. How many priests? Seven. Seven priests. How many horns? Seven. Seven. See a theme? Seven. You know anything about oh. the letter seven or the number seven oh. in the Bible? Oh. oh, isn't it like seven days were paused until the end of the world? Or something like that? Mm -hmm. Seven days of creation. Okay, that's good. Seven days of creation. What else do you know about the number seven in the Bible? Um. It's all over the place. I wrote down a couple other ones. There are seven candles in the temple. Yep. Several candlesticks. Yep. There are also... Do you know how many peop how many times Peter asks Peter asks how many times he should forgive someone? Seven. Seven. What does Jesus say though? That's that's oh, what he means by always, but what's the actual number that Jesus says? VeggieTales taught you this. Seventy times seven is what Jesus says. No, that's not seven hundred. No, I don't know. What it's four hundred and ninety. Four hundred and ninety times. Which really just means keep doing it. Yeah. Forever, right? But why did Peter say seven? He thought he was being clever by saying seven. Seven days in a week. Sort of. So in the Bible, anytime you see the number seven. It means perfection or complete, totally complete. Seven? Yep. Oh, number. It's like a holy number, like a perfect number. Uh. Yes. So, why, what then does this seven symbolize? Perfect and holy. What is? Seven. No, no, no. <laughs> what is? Huh? <laughs> Um, no, not really. Who made the plan? God. God did. The so God's plan is seven. God's plan is perfect, right? Yes. It's complete. There's nothing else that you need to add to it. But what does God want you to do with his will? We already talked about it tonight. Do it seven times. <laughs> no. <laughs> He wants you to do it, but why does he want you to? Because it's his will. Yes. He wants you to, right? Because he loves you and he wants you to be a part of it. Yeah. Right? If you really, really like a movie, who do you want to watch it with you? God? No. Think about it. If you really like a movie and no and other people haven't seen it, who do you want to watch it with? Well that I mean that might be. But what kind okay. of people? Okay. People you love? People that you love, right? You want to share things that you like with people that you love, people that you care about. Okay, God is doing, does the same thing with his plan. He wants you to be a part of it because he loves you. Okay, so 
And by the way, that's why Peter thought he was being smart, because seven it would be the perfect amount. Oh. He knew all this stuff about oh. the letter seven, which is why <laughs> he said seven. seven. He said complete. That would be a complete forgiveness if I just did it seven times. All right. Maybe so you put that in a song. In a song so you can remember it? So, um, so they do the plan and it works perfectly, right? You all are familiar with the results, right? And um, so the seventh time around on the seventh day, they shout, one million people shouting. Can you imagine that? It doesn't say, they just shouted. You know, ah, uh, oh. you know, just whatever you want to shout. We got you. I don't know. <laughs> You're going down. Yeah, they shouted. Can you imagine a million people shouting? I'd be like, ah. Like, do you know how many people are at like a football stadium? That's a lot of people. Yeah. Do you know how many? The capacity of the football. <laughs> <laughs> How close to a million do you think it is? Yeah, very close. Isn't it like thousand that they can fit in there? No, they can be like forty thousand. Yeah, it's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And that's a lot. And they're loud, right? When they, yeah. you can, you've probably seen stuff on TV or whatever. They all football? chant something. Like, and they do it all at the same time. Right. So many people. Yeah. Well, imagine a million people are all shouting at once after they didn't do what for seven days, six days before. Eat? No. Fasting? That's what we talked about. No. Every time they go around, they didn't do. They didn't speak. They didn't speak. They all had oh. to be quiet, right? So, it in the plan. When they do that, all the walls then fall flat on the ground. And they've actually found this in archaeology that, because it was kind of up on a hill, all these walls fell down. Imagine this is one of the walls. Falls down like this, so that's like that. And then the people Get ran up slush. into the city. No, they ran up. Oh. These are the Israelites that run up oh. into the city. And they run in and they kill anybody who is still alive that didn't die from the walls falling down. It's okay. Yeah, it wasn't it's... So, what a week for them, right? Huh? What a week they had. Oh, yeah, seven days. Well, yes, but, and then think about... Well, they must have been, like, desensitized from sound if they weren't talking. They well, it would speak. make it more of an epic moment, right? But do you think any of them thought that entering the promised land would be like this? Yeah. That when they crossed the Jordan, that it would split and they'd go on dry land? They probably thought when they went to the promised land, it would be like, uh, probably not. No? No, I don't think so. I, it, this was not even in their wildest dreams that it would be like this. Because remember, they know that they have to fight and battle. Yeah. But 
All they had to do was walk around and shout. <laughs> That's all they had to do to win. Uh, somebody turn to Proverbs 16, verse 9, and read that. That's in the New Testament. No, no Old Testament, right in the middle of the Bible. Psalms, Proverbs. Oh, Psalms, Proverbs. Okay. 16, 9. Mm-hmm. Sixteen nine. Oh, okay. Can I just read it? Yep. Okay. A man's heart devises. Devises. Devises his way, but the Lord directeth his path steps. Okay. What do you think that verse means? He tries to go his own way, but God is like It could be. Read it again. A man, a man's heart devises his way, but the Lord direct, directeth his steps. Okay. Natalia, do you have a plan for what you're going to do tomorrow? Not really. What's on your schedule? Going to school. That's it. Okay. Yesterday, what was your plan for today? Um. You were going to go to school, right? Yeah. Until they canceled it. And I was hoping to have a snow day. You, you know, were hoping to. to. But you knew that if you didn't, you had to go to school. Do you think God knew you, weren't, you were going to have a snow day? He did. He knew three years ago you were going to have a snow day today. In fact, he had control over the fact that you had a snow day today. Not that it was, I don't know, maybe it was super important for you to have a snow day today. I don't know. What about super important? But you had plans, and they weren't bad plans, right? You're supposed to go to school. You're supposed to go and learn. I don't It's okay, but you know you have to do it. So, and... But that's not what happened. So it's the same thing with lots of other things in your life. Although sometimes they're bigger things than uh, a day off. Where God has his own plans for how something is going to happen. And sometimes your ideas line up with God's plan. And, but you don't always see exactly how that's going to work out. Because the Israelites had the plan to go to the promised land, right? They even know, knew 40 years ago they were going to go to the promised land. Because they were told, you have to wander in the for- desert for 40 years, and then you can go to the promised land. But they had no idea what it was going to be like when they went into the promised land. Um, so... At this time, when they go um, through all these things, when they cross the Jordan River, when they march around Jericho, what is leading them the entire time? God, the captain of... Yes, 
but do you know how? By telling Joshua where to go. Sort of. We've read it a bunch. What is leading them? What is physically leading them? The Across? Ark of the Covenant. Okay, did you talk about the specifics about the Ark of the Covenant they at all last week? They can't touch it. They can't touch it. And the priests had to put their feet up to their ankles in the water before it started splitting. Okay. What about the Ark itself? It has a throne for God to sit on. Okay, good. Do you know what that's called? The throne for God? No. <laughs> it's called the mercy seat. Oh! You may have heard that before. Yeah. So, <clears throat> this is important because it's a picture for them that Jesus directs their path, that he is the one who is guiding them through. Even though they, obviously, they're the ones carrying the ark, right? They are part of the plan. They are actually physically doing the walking because he told them where to go. But this is a symbol of how he is the one guiding them all the way. And you have to think, how can you not be strong if God is leading you? You don't listen to him? That's right. Very good. So, um, now... What were the instructions about the spoils of Jericho? Do you know what spoils are? Do you know what spoils are, Natalia? How about if I said the spoils of war? Have you heard that you before? That? Because like when no. something spoils, it's like gross. It's gone. Bad. It is, but that's not what this means. Um, the toils? I know what that is. Nope, the spoils of war is all the things that you steal from the people that you conquered. Oh. So the money, the food, whatever, all the riches that you got from them. So what were their instructions about the spoils that they took from Jericho? Only the um, gold, silver, and bronze, and everything was cursed. Everything else was cursed. But those were like the Lord's. You're right. They uh, all goes to God. Okay. So go to the end of chapter 6 in Joshua. And we're going to read verse 26 and right to the end of the chapter and read the first verse of chapter 7. And Joshua adjured them at the time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord that riseth up and buildeth this city. Jericho he shall lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn. And, it, and in his youngest son shall he set up the gates of it. So the Lord was with Joshua and his fame was noised throughout all the country. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing for Achan 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 the son of Carmi the son of Zebedee mm -hmm. the son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah took the accursed thing and the, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel 
Uh-oh. He was angry because they took something that he specifically told them not to take. Mm-hmm. And did you notice that Joshua just said while they were in there getting all the stuff, what did he say? Don't take that curse. Yes. Yep. Now, I want you to go turn back to chapter 1 of Joshua, to the very beginning of all this, and, oh, I went too far, and read verse 6 and 7 of chapter 1. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide, and and interference the land which I swear unto your fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do thee according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. What did he tell them before they even went into the promised land? Do the rules that Moses said and do what I say. Yep. Don't turn to the right or to the left, but stay focused on what I told you to do. So, two weeks ago, approximately, they were, that was what they heard. And everyone agreed to it before they entered the promise. Then Joshua told them just now, don't, that as they gather up the gold and the silver, that it all goes to God. Don't take any of it. Yeah. And what does Achan do? But nobody knows that. They don't own No one knows. Right, of course God knows. But nobody else, even Joshua, does not know this. So, Joshua, as their leader is now looking for the next Canaanite city to go and conquer. Because that's their job, right? They're just to go city to city and doing take... Doing the same thing? Doing the, um, not the exact same plan. Not the whole marching around oh. thing. But yes, taking each city. And he sees a little town called... Well, it's a city, but a little place called Ai. Ai. Name Wait, of it. Just, AI. AI. And he said, again, he sends out spies and they go and check it out and they say, oh, it's real small. There's, all we need is two to three thousand people and we'll take and we'll squash it. It'll be easy. So Joshua says, okay, take those two guys and go and, and crush them. And they go and they go off. But when they attack AI, AI sends out their soldiers, their army, and runs them off and sends them packing. Defeats them. So, what do you think Joshua's reaction is? A little more than that, he's kind of depressed about it. Depressed? Yeah. This is, and this is what he says here. Let's read in chapter 7 now. We're going to read verses 5 through 12. And 
smoke. Of them about thirty and six men, for they chased them from before the gate even unto Shabarian, and smote them in the going down. Wherefore the hearts of people melted and became as water. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord, until the eventide he, he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we had been confident, content, and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. O Lord, what what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall environ environ round us and cut off our name from the earth and what wilt thou do unto thy great name and the lord said unto joshua get thee up wherefore lies thou thus upon thy face israel hath sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them, for they have taken of the accursed thing, and have stolen of dissembled also, and they put it even among their own stuff. Okay, that's good right there. So, what does Joshua do when he finds out this news that they lost to AI? Right. And what's he wor worried that's going to happen now? They're all going to die. Yes, he's worried that because all the Canaanites, remember there's little cities all over, they've all hiding in their cities because they're afraid. He says now they're not going to be afraid and they're all going to come and attack us all at once. And we won't be able to stand up to them. Which, is that true? Then why did they lose at AI? Because Aiken stole it. So it could be true, right? They could lose. Well, God tells them how to fix that. He says, get up. You got stuff to do. Don't just sit there. And he says, what you're going to have to do now is somebody stole from me. And I want you to get all the tribes and the families and the men, and I want you to have them walk in front of you. And when the tribes come by, I will tell you which tribe it is. And then when the, all the families in that tribe walk by, I will tell you which family it is. 
And when all the men in that family walk by, I will tell you who it was. So, and everybody knows this, so they're all walking in front. And they don't know, each of the family, uh, no one knows about Aiken, are all nervous. And they first he chooses Judah, the tribe of Judah. Then he chooses, um, out of that family, he chooses uh, Zabdi. And then he chooses, oh, sorry, he chooses Zara first out of that tribe. And then he chooses Zabdi. And then Achan walks in front of him, and God tells him, he, that's it. That's who it was. And um, we're now going to read, I'll, I'll read this to you guys. So you just listen and follow along, okay? This is what Joshua said. And Joshua said unto Achan, my son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment, and two hundred shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold, and fifty, of fifty shekels weight, and I coveted them, and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent, and the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran under the tent, and behold, it was hid in his tent, and the silver under it. And they took them out of the midst of the tent, and brought them unto Joshua, and all the children of Israel, and laid them out before the Lord. And Joshua and all Israel with him took Canaan, the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garment, and the wedge of gold, and his sons, and his daughters, and his oxen, and his asses, and his sheep, and his tent, and all that he had, and they brought them unto the valley of Ancor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones, and they burned them with fire until they had, after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Wherefore, the name of that place was called the Valley of Ancor unto this day, which means um, the Valley of Trouble. Okay. So, does that sound severe to you? Yep. Why? Because he got stoned. Okay. So, 36 men died because Aiken wanted a fancy robe and shiny metal. <laughs> Is that severe? Yes. Is that, does that disgust you? Yes. But, like, why did they, like, want, like, did they know that he stole it? Who? The, the men. Yeah. Because and they didn't say anything? 
No, no, no. Nobody knew until, until God told, told, told Joshua. Joshua who it was. But then what did the other guys get still? His family members? Yeah. Um, because, <clears throat> well, in the Bible, a lot of things with Israel were a lot of times done by families, right? He picked Abraham. And then if... Abraham did something wrong, it affected everybody else in the family. So God worked with families like that. So by Achan doing this, he brings the punishment on the whole family. Okay. It's, just, it's the way that God worked with them at the time. So um, now... Do you think that, what do you, do you think that was uh, something that was just, that he deserved what he got? He deserved it, but not his family. Okay. Because he just blatantly went out and did exactly what God told him not to do. Okay. What is worse, though, than just those people dying because of what he did is that he rebelled against God. What is rebellion? It's kind of a fancy word. Well, it's like going against what everybody else is doing. Yes, what were you going to say, Natalia? Like, isn't it saying you didn't do something when you did? No. Um, you, right. Rebellion is when, of course, in this case, when God tells you, but when anybody tells you to do something and you say, no, I'm not going to do that. You do just the opposite, oftentimes. And when God tells you to do it, it is with open rebellion that you are doing it even though you know what the right thing to do is. That's the worst kind of rebellion. It really is a, the definition of rebellion. Now, why not just, why couldn't they have punished, why couldn't God have punished Achan in a different way? Well, really, it was Joshua's choice to stone them. Doesn't say that God told him to, but he chose to. Um, Why do something like that? Why couldn't I have just... To be an example for all the other people? Okay. Why is it important to make an example of Achan? Why does this specific offense matter so much? Did he humiliate him? Well, he's dead now, so it doesn't really... The humiliation doesn't matter, right? 
What are the, what's their whole thing when they're coming into the promised land? What matters? Let's go back to our verse. Okay, and we talked about that that means you have to do what with God? Trust in God. Okay, and you have to have faith in God, right? Yeah. Okay. And for to do that, you have to follow him. Yeah. And why does that matter so much to them with entering the promised land? Because it's God's gift to them. It is. Maybe it's life or death. Right? Because if they don't follow God, if they're not doing what he says, and they lose a battle, what happens? People die, right? Okay. So they're doing this because they are correcting an action. They are severing themselves from the sin. They have to make such a strong statement to say, no, we are not going to do that. We're going to follow after God. And <clears throat> then they are going to go and you have probably been in situations before where you did something in rebellion, whether it was in rebellion against a parent or a teacher or a bus driver or even against God. I've been in a position where I did things in rebellion. And the only way to fix that when you've, once you come to your senses, is to be very severe with yourself and say, I am not going to do that again. You have to cut a very sharp line and say, that is not going to happen again. Because if you mess around with it and you say, oh, it wasn't a big deal, you're going to do it again. And after you cut that line and say, this is the line in the sand that I'm not going to cross that again, you have to throw yourself at God's feet and ask for mercy. That's why Joshua did that with God. He tore his clothes, which was a sign of great sorrow, and dumped ashes like from the, a wood stove on his head and on his clothes. Cold, they weren't hot. And that's a sign of, I have we have done something terrible or I have messed up and we are asking for mercy. And the good thing is, especially now, after Jesus has died for us, we know this, that he will give it out to you. And the best part of that forgiveness that he gives is he is going to welcome you back. He's going to say, here, let's get back on track and do what we need to do. Let's read chapter 8. Now in Joshua, last chapter for tonight, verse 1 and 2. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither, thou be, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war 
with V and arise, go up to AI. AI. See, I have given into thy hand the king of Ai, and this people in his city and his land. Verse 2, if you can, Natalia. What chapter? 8. And thou shalt do to Ai and her king as thou didst to, unto Jericho and her king. Only the spoil thereof and the cattle thereof shall ye take for a prey unto yourselves. Lay thee an ambush for the city behind it. Okay. So God is saying, go now. Now that you've dealt with your sin, you've, um, you've corrected the way that you have made a decision to not do it again. Let's go and do what I told you to do. And it all will be good. And they do. They go, and that's the rest of the chapter, all talks about the battle and how they defeat them and take the city and they crush them with this awesome ambush plan that they have. And this is the same kind of thing. This whole story of these three chapters is what we still have to do today. You still... That... Not just you individually. When you sin, you have to go to God and ask for forgiveness, ask for help to correct so then you don't do it again. But even as a group, within your family or within your church, within your youth group, that we are intertwined and that we affect one another. What you do has an effect on other people, good or bad. And if we fail, then we are to run back to Jesus every time because that's the only place that we're going to have that courage and that strength to continue on. And you'll find that by following his will. Okay. Thank you, guys. And we will continue more with Joshua next week.